Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and I wanted to share with you guys some crazy news. Okay, you know it's National Poetry Month. You know I wrote fact versus fiction. I've got the Monarch Method done. I've been working on my website, building things, conferences, the resources for the page. I've been doing all of this, the ins and outs. But something else has happened. And you know what? When I'm approaching the blank page, who am I to question? The timing of it all or the story? Just go afterwards, right? So last night, we did our poetry, one-word poetry event. And you can check that out on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Right now, it'll go away on Twitch soon. But you can definitely check it out on the Jen Lowry Writes Everyday Mom Challenge. Now... Or my Facebook author page, Jen Lowry. So you can kind of see some of those poems and how they came to be. And Sam wrote down a list of words. I've, I've kind of talked with you guys about this on one of the other episodes. Well, I really enjoyed writing those nonsensical, silly poems. But I also had some serious ones in there about Sam growing tall. But then with buttered toast. And so it was still a little silly, but serious. So my heart was in a good place about the poems, and I also have been reading Shel Silverstein. Now, I love his work. Um, I've just, I took one of the books, Where the Sidewalk Ends, and I just went along, and you know, every now and then I'm walking by, and I've already pulled it off my bookshelf because of National Poetry Month, and I'll just read a few, and I'll laugh, and I'll move on, and um, it'll just bring joy to my heart. And so I will tell you guys that when I'm approaching anything or doing anything, it's from that place. It's where that joy lives, where I can find the ability to kind of go through a day and say, okay, I see beauty on the street that I'm sitting at right now with how a sidewalk is used. And maybe the sidewalk comes from where the sidewalk ends, but there are children playing, there are dogs walking. Um, There are trees parked by for shade, and I'm just soaking in my environment, and it's coming out in poems. I'm also looking at street signs, and with those street signs, I'm like, you know what? I could tell stories about these street signs. They matter, but what would they mean if I took them at, like, a literal meaning, right? So I definitely was really, you know, excited about exploring where these poems were going to take me. And some ended up being scary because you guys know me and horror. That's my place. Some of them ended up being silly and some other ones are like well-being and tips. Like what helps me sleep? Listening to sounds of pianos. And so it's kind of like a mashup 
of Shel Silverstein combine that with scary stories to tell in the dark. Now, you wonder about scary stories to tell in the dark and why I have a copy of it. Because I keep a copy with me. Yes, I have a book in my car that I keep with me. And it is <laughs> scary stories to tell in the dark. Because you just never know when you've got a minute. And you might want to open that book up randomly. And maybe read The Haunted House or Cold as Clay. Or What Do You Come For? <laughs> so, yeah, I have scary stories to tell in the dark. In my car. Now, if you look on the back, it says reading level 4.5, guided reading level for P, Lexile 640. It's um, printed by Scholastic, and it is a book written, real um, retold by Alvin Schwartz because he collected from folk to folklore and crafted poetry from folklore. Well, there's a poem from my bringing up that I created, and that's my favorite scary poem out of the book. And it is about the golden arm. So I'm really excited about that one. I was told that story when I was in kindergarten. And I told my kids so many times that on one Halloween, when we were discussing costumes, like one year I was Hermione, Sam was Gryffindor lion. Oh my gosh, with his cute little big blonde curl hair, y'all. Oh my gosh. And Solomon was Harry Potter. And of course, we represented the team Gryffindor. But I will let you guys know that, you know, that year, one of those years, it was like, can you be the golden arm, girl? Can you beat that girl? So I wrapped golden ribbon around my arm and walked around like I was the dead girl with the golden arm. And so, yeah. So I'll probably stick to the reading level of scary stories to tell in the dark. Um, maybe for that age range. I'm going to do some more investigations on this when I continue to do my research. Because maybe scary stories would not be 7 and up. Maybe it would be 10 and up because of 4.5. But I'm going to keep looking because I do want to know my age range. Because when I was first writing these, they didn't come out scary stories to tell in the dark. Because I wasn't in my car and I didn't have my eye on that book. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe just the cover. The creepy clown. So I brought an extra copy. Yes, joke me. I brought an extra copy of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. It is very worn. Um, it is one that I have turned through many of time. But I wanted to give it to my son today because there is a clown on the cover. And he is getting a clown tattoo today. So um, I wanted to give him Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. So, it's here. Another copy. <laughs> but, to say that, maybe, you know, looking at that, I started kind of thinking of grave diggers and golden arms and haunted houses and all of that good stuff that I um, like to be scared about. So, there we go. I got some poetry, y'all. So, here's how the book is going to be laid out. You know how I do my everyday mom challenge, and I have like 30 challenges for families to do together. Their everyday relationship challenge. That one is a relationship book where couples can have challenges together. So this one is a kid in a book. A kid and their poetry book.
and the challenges are all in there for them. And so when I wrote a poem about a dolphin, and I went and researched some quirky facts. Did you know a dolphin has two stomachs? One for food and one for digestion. Like, if you guys knew that right now, like, y'all are like Ann Delview. Because she was, like, getting all these words during the one-word poetry. Um, I didn't know that about dolphins. But I was having fun researching about dolphins. And what could I put in about dolphins that maybe a kid would know and maybe something that they wouldn't know? Like the two stomachs, for example. So I hoped that I caught some imagery within there. And it would allow them to make like they were peering over a science boat, a scientist boat, a research lab on the sea. And then they could be a scientist and then they could write a poem. And then I give them another poem to go read. And it is public domain poem. So that means they could look it up and it's freely available online. And I'm going to be tagging more. So with my research, I'm going to kind of give them some companion poems that are public domain where kids could then go on and read another poem for enrichment. So a jellyfish was the one that I chose for that. It was written in 1902 and it was by, um, I think Miriam Moore. And I love it. It's absolutely beautiful. And I read that and it reminded me of just a scientist peering into the world of a jellyfish. And I was like, you know what? That would be something that I could challenge a kid do, to do. Imagine that you are a marine biologist and you're a scientist in a research lab out in the sea. Explore this, you know, underwater world through your poetry. And so one thing about poetry is being observant. And that's the one that I give like a clue, be observant. Because observational skills and scientists go hand in hand. And so I thought that was perfect. It all matches in my weird brain. And so that's how the poems are going to be set up. And now with the spooky stuff, I don't have any of the challenges done for that one yet. So when I say I have the book, I have the basics. I have the poems. The poems are done. Most of the challenges have been written. But I've done something completely different this time because I'm sitting out in the car. Do you hear just that car go by? The window's down, listening to the birds, watching what sidewalks do, watching like butterflies fly by me. And I'm really inspired right now where I'm sitting. So I've written the poems on a piece of paper, paper. I've got a notebook that I carry around with me. I've told you guys, you never know. So here's what I carry. Okay, so in my car, I have Scary Stories Tell in the Dark. I've got Interview with a Vampire from Anne Rice. I've got a library book sitting here. I've got a folder. I've got my calendar, my computer. I have got a Kwame Alexander poetry book. I have a notebook. And let me see what else. I don't want to tell you. Story. I don't want to tell you. Uh, what's this? What is something else I have in here? What is this, I say? Oh, and of course, I carry around the copy of The Contender because I love that book, too. And then I have a computer that I can't plug in out here and use. And the sun was beating into the car, and I wasn't able to even see the screen. And when I lifted the screen up, you guys are going to think I'm joking, but within like two minutes of just powering everything up, pollen just happened to dance itself across the screen. Just 
a blanket of yellow appeared on my computer. And I was like, oh, no, this ain't going to work. I'm not going to be able to be here with the computer. So the notebook came in handy. So I've written out all of these poems while I've just been sitting and waiting since 2.30. So let's see. It is, hold on, let me look at the time. Yeah, it's been quite a while. But what else can I do? I can stop a little. I can read a little. I can check social media a little. Do my little rounds on social media. Round and round a mulberry bush. And then, guess what? I'm back to writing more poetry. I'm back to observing the world. And just dreaming up words. And dreaming up places to visit that I'll never go. So, that's it. So, you guys are going to be hearing about this one soon. I just messaged about the beta readers. Yeah, I, I need some families to beta read. So I'm going to my WWJs. That's my group. And I'm going to put it up there tonight. But I've got to type it all first. Like, I don't know how long it's going to take me to type it. But I will pull up fact versus fiction because I love that template. And I want it to be that same exact template. So I'm going to start filling in those pages for where words begin. So that's, and the poem words has to go in there. That one is based off of um, how Kwame Alexander set up the celebration of poetry book that he released. And he would take like a poem from, I don't know, he got Robert Frost, for example. And then he made a poem that was similar in theme topic. And I've talked with you guys about that one on the podcast. I did an episode about how cool that was. That inspired me to go out and write words. And words came from how Pablo Neruda wrote a poem called Poetry. And how poetry came to visit him and his life. And so where did my words begin? And I know that I've way before, way before eighth grade probably. But in my mind, that's what I capture as that catalyst, as that defining moment for me was eighth grade. So I, I'm sure I could probably um, talk to my aunt and say, you know, do you have any memories of me with writing? And I know I was reading at a young age, just like, you know, Ten apples up on top. I wasn't reading like Charlotte's Web or anything at a young age. I didn't mean it like that, but like, but when I say where words begin, it's where do they start to breathe life into me that I can remember. That's kind of that defining moment, and so I'm gonna definitely put that poem in there. Um, and so if this is for fourth grade and up, that's cool because they're about to get into middle school, right? So you can you can have that you can have that poetry too. So this is definitely a book of exercises. Each challenge asks them to either do like an A B B A pattern. A B I did an I did an A B A B. Um, I've worked a haiku in there, and then I'm doing like based on your favorite candy, based on. So, of course, you guys know I did Reese's Cubs. Just in case you don't know, if you guys want to send me some Reese's. Um, I did Reese's. I did ones about um, music. So, it's, oh, and then and now, where then they would have to go out and interview someone. And they do their then, and they do that person's now. 
So it's a book that's filled with engaging challenges that I thought I hope and pray can bring a child joy that they can work within their own world doing, or maybe they want to do it with their family. But a homeschool family would really love this. Um, there's a Dear John letter in there, but it's from John, Jesus' disciple. Got that one in there. So love it so much. Well, all right, guys, I'm going to let you go because the sidewalk is moving um, and dogs are out and I'm enjoying the view. So let me go on about my way. I might go over and sit at one of the benches um, and take my book and see what else the Lord brings to me on this beautiful day. All right, guys, I'll talk with you later. Bye.